UCB, I was traveling a little bit. I was in Denver. Uh, you know, guys, you just walk in, and they're into the pot. Walgreens. Uh, in Denver now, which is pretty weird and cool. They've got sodas. They were sold out, so I have not had a marijuana soda yet. Uh, has anybody here had that? Yeah, of course you have. That's a bit of a surprise. Um... Fuck yeah. Uh, how were they, guys? How, yeah, you, you give it a thumbs up. You know what I liked about it uh, that had the, the time that you should wait before assuming that it would kick in on all of the stuff that was available at this marijuana Walgreens. And um, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Pot is legal now in Colorado, so then they have like little stores and it just looks like a Walgreens, but it's not a Walgreens. <laughs> And so they have, they have, like, the timing on all the pot written down, which I think is very helpful. Because sometimes you're like, is it? Oh, now, actually. It wasn't before. This is it. Um, and I will also say uh, that I had a cool... Mo- okay, so I, then I went to New York, and I, um, I got... I wonder if there's uh, somebody that... Hey, Ryan, will you do me a favor? Will you go ask them to uh, keep it down backstage? Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you so much. (laughs) Guys, Ryan in the booth. (laughs) He co-produces the show, but right now, physically moving. Look at, there he is. There he is. (laughs) He's going to go take care of some serious business. And that's, I can't wait to, oh, did that? Did it kick in? <laughs> oh, I. Yeah, now, now. Now's when it did. Hooray! I got flown to New York because I, I did a benefit show, and the benefit show was Spancer. Was Spancer? I'm tired. I don't even know what accent that was. Um, was sponsored by American Airlines, and I've done shows for them before, and when I fly with them, because it's actually sponsored by American Airlines, they put me in super first class. It's a bed. You, you fly in a bed. It costs like $8,000. I would never be able to afford it, or probably uh, feel confident enough to choose to spend $8,000 in a plane ticket. Um, but, because then, if I did, I'm sure that plane would go down right that's how that works the minute you're like i deserve this then no you don't um so uh they put you in they put me in super first class because nobody has to really pay for it american airlines just donates it and it's amazing you get a many course meal uh the last time i flew it i was eating an apple and there's a little there's a there's a flight attendant that's basically just like your flight attendant and i was eating an apple and she went like 
uh, are you done with that? And I was done with it. Um, and then she just held out her hand. <laughs> so you're, I mean, that's why it's eight grand. You're paying for a mom. She held out her hand, and I didn't know what to do. I couldn't figure out what would be more disrespectful. Being like, I'll keep it, thank you very much. Or just putting an apple core into the hand of a person. You know, she's a human. Like, I understand that she works for the airline, but she's still, like, a a person with a life and a story. Um, I did hand it to her. You get a many-course meal and uh, the personal TV and the, the, the chair reclines in every possible way and I was just feeling very fancy when I got up to go to the restroom and the woman that was sitting in front of me um, was returning to her restroom or to her, we have a personal restroom um, no, it, she was returning from the bathroom like as I got up to go to the bathroom and so I almost uh, walked directly into her and that's when I realized it was Carol Burnett Carol Burnett Carol Burnett, and I was trying to feel like all cool, just like, yeah, super first class, of course. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I'll take for my first course, I'll take, uh, the, I'll take the warm nuts. And I want you to, I would like your warm nuts, just if you could please give me your nuts. Um, that's me talking to the male flight attendant. So I did have a male flight attendant. And I don't know if you noticed, but I did a weird pinch with my hands just then. <laughs> Smash them! such an intense thing to do with your hands so visceral when you're talking about nuts to accidentally do this motion. Smash it! But I don't actually have enough experience with nuts. If you went like this, would the balls just go on the side? Do you guys know? Like, would they, what would happen? They separate. They separate? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Are you with her? Great. (laughs) Squeezy. (laughs) So, there I was, squeezing his balls to the sides. Yeah, it was Carol Burnett. And you guys, she looks amazing, first of all. She looks the exact same. Um, And, like, her hair... I mean, like, like actually Carol... Here's the thing about seeing Carol, just walking directly into Carol Burnett is that um, she is a lot of the reason that I have a job. That's 100% true. <laughs> like, <laughs> because, because uh, this is what I do for a living, and because she did what she, it's like her and Lucille Ball. Like, they did it. Um, and then, and then after that, Joan for, you know, Joan did it. And then, like, Betty White, you know, Betty White did it. And then, like, and then the rest, now we can all do it. Um, but, <laughs> Thank you for naming other comics. Yes. I'm sure I forgot some. Lily Tomlin. Anybody else have any corrections? No, but Carol Burnett, I mean, she, you know, she had, a, she had a show with her name in it when, that was, when there were no women being funny. And so uh, when I looked her directly in the face, um, it took me a second, and then I was just like, you know, Carol Burnett! And then... But I didn't say her name. I instead just burst into tears. <laughs> just, in, just in super first class feeling pretty great. 
had my salad, got up to go to the restroom. Carol Burnett, I just burst into tears, and I started shaking a little bit. I was just so excited to see her. She's one of my heroes. And I just went like, I'm a, f- I'm a stand-up comic! That's <laughs> what I said to her. I, what I meant to say was like, Th- thank you, well, thank you, because because of you, I'm this because of you. But I was just an I was stand up comic. <laughs> Which could also be something that somebody might say to her who to, to her who isn't a stand up comic. Like I actually feel like if you're Carol Burnett, people just say, you know, just like whatever to you. Just like I'm funny. I mean, you are. I don't know. Faint. Um, I said that to her. You know what? She was amazing, you guys. That's the thing. When you meet somebody like that, I mean, she's just, she's been doing this forever. Like, that is most of her interactions with people. Like, at that, you know, like, most people that she interacts with are just like, hello, Miss Hannigan. Like, most people are so excited to see her. She was like, oh, you are? Where are you based? And I was like, oh, I'm, I live in Los Angeles. She's like, oh, great. What were you doing in New York? Oh, I was doing a festival. I was like, part of the New York County Festival. Oh, how is that? Like, she asked me biz questions, which is the sweetest thing that you could do. Um, and really helped me to feel like a normal person. Um, <laughs> it's weird. And I'm going to, this is, I don't, this is going to sound self-indulgent, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't actually care. Um, it was interesting <laughs> to have that experience with her because um, for the first time in my life since I released my most recent stand-up album, my most recent stand-up album did really well and I've been on TV enough times now and um, I'm touring to support that album and now when I go to cities, sometimes people know who I am uh, before me going on stage, which has not been true for the entirety of my career so far. Usually I just go out and I'm like, I have a vest, but let me prove it to you. And now... (laughs) When I walk out, people know me um, as uh, the entity that I am on stage. You know, they don't know me. They know the, uh, the, they know the stand-up comic, Cameron Esposito. And then afterwards, they want to meet me. I have had a woman cry in my face. That's 100% true. Uh, people want to touch me. I have, had, <laughs> I have had women grab my bottom. A police officer, a female police officer... I only know that because the entire time she was trying to pick me up. I don't mean... I mean physically pick me up. (laughs) A female police officer came over and was like, I want to carry you! And uh, small women don't like to be carried, if you don't know that. Um, I said, no, please don't carry me. And then her friend said, it's okay, she's a cop! (laughs) Which is even more disconcerting in that situation. No, officer, please do not carry me. <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure out how to deal with it. Like, what do you say to somebody when they already know who you are? Because uh, it's always going to be a letdown. I'm just a regular, normal person. I say very dumb things. I sweat <laughs> a lot at shows. So when you go on and grab my bottom afterwards, you're grabbing a sweaty bottom, <laughs> which you did not anticipate. Um, but I, I'm trying, obviously, uh, this is not, I'm not making the, like, <laughs> you guys, me and Carol Burnett. <laughs> but we were in the same fucking class on the airplane, motherfuckers. Um, no, I just, I was trying to take a cue from that, because that is a really cool thing to do. Uh, ask that person questions about themselves. 
and uh, make them feel comfortable and not like a total maniac for crying uh, in your face. Uh, so I'm going to try to do that. Um, maybe even during the rest of the show, I'll ask you guys questions about you. Uh, and also, please don't grab my ass. That'd be great. <laughs> you didn't do that. Uh, if you are going to come see me at a future show, I don't, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> okay, are we ready for a great show? to be a great show. Now this first comic we are so excited. He's stopping by here and then he's going to another show where he will record a 7 inch for Jonah Ray's new record label that's, a, that's also a co-production with a special thing records which Ryan McMenamin runs. This is all very, hey I'm just naming names and things. This matters to me and also this gentleman. He's about to release his first 7 inch after he records it tonight. So let's hear right now from Mr. Alex Hooper guys. Give it up for Alex. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Happy Tuesday. I have been growing my hair out for about seven months now, and it is finally exactly where I want it to be, which is where I feel I can confidently walk into a symphony and conduct the orchestra. without having any prior experience of doing so. If they can't find the conductor, where is Gustav? It's time to start the show. Don't worry, guys. I got this. Crowd surf me to the front. What Rage Against the Machine songs do you know? I can handle it. Earlier this year, I moved in with my girlfriend. Because when you look like me and somebody says, I love you, you hold on tight and never let go. <laughs> but I try to be a good boyfriend. I have to be. thing I'm working on this year, 2014, I'm using the word we more often. W-E. Because I made a mistake when I was moving out of my house. One of my friends said, why would you move out of that place? It's incredible. I said, my girlfriend thinks it'd be a good idea if I took the next step. She was right next to me. She didn't like that. She said, no, Alex, we think it would be a really good idea if we took the next step. There's no you and I anymore. There's no separation. It's we. We're a family. So if you ask me what I did last weekend, we wanted to go to the downtown flower market for three hours. <laughs> Just to look. Just to look. But I'm learning how to turn this around back in my favor. Like yesterday, we wanted to watch four episodes of Sports Center in a row, even though we know it's the exact same programming every single time. <laughs> we want to make beef jerky casserole three times a week for dinner. We would like to start experimenting with anal. Because we think if we tried it, we might really enjoy it. We don't think it will hurt as bad as we think it will. We can start with just the tip and ease it in as we feel more comfortable. What's that? Fine. We love sleeping on the couch. We do it all the time. We do it all the time. 
I used to think it'd be uh, really cool to smoke pot with my parents, and it was. I'll tell you what was not so cool, doing ecstasy with my parents. First couple hours were great. We opened up to each other, had wonderful conversation, listened to music, but then my mom started giving me a back massage and moaning the whole way through it, and I wanted to hate it, but I couldn't. Like, mentally, it was terrible, but physically, it was working for me. We have not spoken in two years. My girlfriend and I are trying to progress things. We weren't sure if we were ready for kids, so we adopted a puppy, and I've already had a vasectomy. I don't want to take care of a baby anything ever again. This is enough. The weirdest thing about having a puppy, I have an extremely cute dog, and people see him on the street when I'm walking him, and they'll see him in the street, and they'll just pick him up without asking me if that's okay. Like, oh my God, he's so cute, and they just pick him up. So last week, a woman picked up my puppy. So I picked up her baby, which apparently is not okay. I said, I'm sorry. You just picked up the only thing in my life that gives me joy. So I picked up the only thing keeping your marriage together. Either way, we probably shouldn't drop these right now. This is not going to be a popular opinion, but I think we smoke too much pot in California, guys. I feel like I can say that because I have smoked most of the pot. But I think we smoke too much pot. Why do I think that? Because we play commercials in California telling us to visit California. Yeah, California, I get it. I live here. I used to live on the East Coast, and I'd see these commercials. I'd be like, what? I can go surfing with Kim Kardashian, and two hours later go snowboarding with Rob Lowe? Sign me up for that shit. That looks rad. Then I moved here and realized they play those commercials in this state all the time. Like, somebody in their marketing department has to be saying, let's distribute these to the rest of the nation and really build some tourism. And there's one guy like, no, you keep them here. Make them appreciate what they have. There's mountains next to beaches, goddammit. <laughs> Those commercials are terrible for California. Because they'll be like, in California, we're always having board meetings, and then some skater just kickflips over the camera. <laughs> Oh, did you think we were talking about jobs? No, no, no. There are no jobs here. There's also no laws. We do heroin next to cops. It's California! Come here immediately, you fucking degenerates! Now, on that same note, I think Michigan smokes too much pot. Because Michigan plays commercials in California telling us to visit Michigan. Ah, uh, hello, I live in fucking California. I'm not going to Michigan, you dumb piece of shit. Yeah, let me just go buy a winter coat and gloves because I know plenty of stores in Santa Monica that sell those things. The real question, who's playing commercials in Michigan? Somebody has to be, right? Every state has them. I think it's Alabama. Like, hey, Michigan, come to Alabama. Visit our school. <laughs> Celebrate racial diversity with separate water fountains. We're still doing that here in Alabama. Roll Tide! 
That's it for me, guys. Thank you. Sir, you seem relaxed and great. Did you have a good day? What'd you do? You went to the dentist? Yeah. No, I feel like that was a regular shit day. I feel like you're very optimistic. How, what would they do? Just a regular cleaning or... Yeah? Do you like your dentist? No. Really? Why not? He's old and sweaty. He's old and sweaty? Oh. Your dentist is me. Uh, no, um, what, uh, you know, you can, um, go to a different guy, yeah, <laughs> or chick, you can go to anybody that you want that's a dentist, uh, you have to be a dentist to go to them as a dentist, but other than that, pretty unlimited, why, what makes you so, what makes you stick with this dude that you don't like? I haven't been in six years, so I just... <laughs> oh, f- honestly, honestly, whoever gasped, fuck off, like... <laughs> dentist a lot but like also I mean I I'm I'm I me personally I'm like really big into oral hygiene but that being said I went and had a physical this year for like the first time in 10 years like we're adults we're in that weird gap where it's like I don't think anything's wrong we're in that weird zone like just at home trying to squeeze our own boobs like we're just trying to figure it out we're in that weird zone. I, there, I don't think you should shame that man for not going to the dentist. For, has any, who's gone longer than six years? I know there's somebody who's gone longer than six years here. Right yes, exactly. <laughs> How many years? Ten. Ten years. Well, you should probably get to the dentist. <laughs> but, um... How's it feeling in there? You went last year for the first time in 10? How did it go? I had 10 cavities. 10? You know what? Congratulations to your teeth for delivering on the most hilarious answer. One for every year, lady who owns the mouth. Um, 10 cavities. Did you, before you went in, were you just like, holy shit, this really hurts and I can't eat anything? Or did you have no idea? Yeah. <laughs> it was starting to feel funny. Did you have to lose any of them? Did you have no. to get new little... I, well, I did get one pulled. One pulled, yeah. And then and then just popped a fresh guy in there? Or? No, it's still gone. It's still gone? Oh, man. Well, shit. <laughs> you might have been right, yeah. <laughs> you might have been right. <laughs> like yeah no cavities at all <laughs> but no how, what, how often do you go just like, every year. just like every year have you ever had a cavity uh, I had a root canal once. you had a root canal once okay you ate a lot of what candy, candy. Yeah, yeah well what a weird group of adults this is <laughs> What a weird, irresponsible group of adults. Like, the only woman who's like, you should go to the dentist! It's like, I also eat, like, a shit ton of candy. <laughs> I'm an adult, so I just buy a lot of candy because that's my own money. <laughs> so I can just buy whatever I want. I buy candy. Okay. What's your favorite candy? Uh, I 
I honestly feel like the weird, the fact that you brought up like other Willy Wonka stuff makes me not trust you at all. Your favorite candy should always be in the arena of chocolate. I really believe this. Like, if you were like, oh, Sour Patch, I would just be like, is that because you've never had any other candy? Is that because you've never had a chocolate candy? I would just feel really, I'd leave the show, I would go get you a Reese's peanut butter cup or anything. Yeah, um, somebody like got really invested there. Earlier when I was like, Carol Burnett is the reason that women can do stand-up, you guys were lukewarm. Then I was like, Reese's, and that chick was like, fuck yeah! So, you guys' priorities are branded, if nothing else. You have branded priorities. <laughs> oh, you know what? Zero cavities, motherfuckers. Zero cavities. What? I mean, I'm saying that into a microphone, so it's absolutely going to be ten this year. I'm going to lose more than one tooth. But um, you know how you maintain uh, 100% cavity-free teeth? I will tell you, um, have a nervous compulsion that causes you to constantly brush your teeth. <laughs> That's how you do it. You may lose your gums eventually. Just today I was watching The Rocketeer. And I got up and brushed my teeth four times during the movie. I don't know which part of that should be more surprising. But I would ask you to revisit The Rocketeer. Great film. Available on Netflix Watch Instant. Hey, uh, this next comic, I don't know what he did with his day, but probably not better than watching The Rocketeer while also getting your teeth clean. In your own house with your own hand. An old friend of mine from Chicago, Mr. Mike Palasek. Guys, give it up for Michael. Thank you. Thanks. Rocketeer's great. I'm also partial to a far-off place. Um, I, uh, what else about myself? Yeah, I covered it, you know? <laughs> i cut this show short. Um, I don't have Ebola. That's good. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not really worried about getting Ebola because I take Airborne, so... I don't know. It sucks that people get Ebola, but, uh, right? Like, there was that lady on the flight that got Ebola, and then Frontier Airlines had to call, like, 800 people and be like, hey, uh, you know how we charge to carry on bags? Well, uh, Ebola is free. <laughs> you might have it. Call your doctor. Uh, it sucks that that happened to them, but there are positives. Like, I flew Frontier to Cleveland for $28 a couple weeks ago. That's the Ebola rate. Um, I kind of wish that other things would be associated with Ebola. Like, I don't want anybody to get to Ebola, but it would be great if somehow uh, it was rumored that a guy who worked in a Porsche factory had Ebola, and he was just, like, coughing on all the cars. Now Porsches are $5. I think it's weird that when Ebola came out that the big news was, make sure you wash your hands. Oh, okay. Well, done. I've, I've been doing that. <laughs> That's the life I live. I give my hands showers all the time. <laughs> As if we'd be like, all right, wash my hands. Okay, what about sneezing in each other's mouths? Should we sneeze? <laughs> As if people be like, wash your hands. Okay, back to pioneer days. 
I don't know. It's just so weird to me. It puts more pressure on washing your hands. Though. Like before Ebola, I'd wash my hands and be like, whatever, happy birthday. Whatever. <laughs> then Ebola came out. I was like, this could save my life. I need an OCD person to guide me. All right, OCD people, that's no longer a disorder. They are model citizens. They're not spreading Ebola, you know? They're not going to contract Ebola. Before they leave their house, they open and close the door ten times. There's no way they're making a flight to Liberia. <laughs> they are heroes. They should get statues. Just like half opening a door. Statue. I don't know. It's free to wash your hands. That's what's weird to me that people don't do it. It's free. Everything costs money, but it's free to wash. The only time it's not free is if you're in a nice restaurant and there's a bathroom attendant. And you should definitely tip that guy. He's on the front lines. <laughs> He's the infantry of the Ebola war. Ebola. <laughs> I make jokes about Ebola, but I also wake up in the middle of the night and be like, do I have a fever? I think I got Ebola from telling jokes about Ebola. <laughs> it's very scary. I uh, played in a baseball league this summer because I still believe. And uh, <laughs> I was playing in the outfield, and they hit the ball in the air. And when you're a kid and they teach you how to play in the outfield, they're like, all right, if you see the ball and you think you can get it, you say, I got it, and then you have to get it. Well, I learned that you don't have to get it. <laughs> Sometimes you can dive and break your wrist and not get it. I broke my wrist. It sucks. It sucks breaking your wrist. I blame our education system. Because I couldn't accept the fact that I wasn't going to get it, so I just dove on my wrist. <laughs> like, they didn't teach me failure as a kid. Like, when you're a kid and you fail, they don't really do anything. You just redo it. That's not how life works. If at the end of the year, a bank calls me, I was like, Michael, you owe us $10,000. I can't be like, all right, I'm just going to redo last year. <laughs> no, you have to pass. I know, it's going to be awkward because everyone's doing next year, and I'm doing this year, but the new people will respect my wisdom. <laughs> If I was a teacher of elementary school, I would teach them something they couldn't learn every week, no matter what. Like, I would try to teach third graders, like, calculus, but only speaking Spanish. <laughs> and I don't speak Spanish that well. <laughs> and then grade them in front of their face and fail them and maybe laugh for a fact. And then they'd be like, why did you try to do that? And I'd be like, well, because someday you're going to owe a bank $10,000. <laughs> and you're going to feel like such a failure, but you're going to be like, you know what? I also failed Spanglish calculus. <laughs> And if I can fail at that, then I can fail at anything. <laughs> I was in a doctor's office waiting room one time, and this kid was playing with his dad's iPad. You know how we did when we were kids. And, uh, <laughs> and he, he went like this with the game. Like he almost threw it. And the dad took the iPad away. And the kid went, but I didn't even drop it. I did that one thing. And the dad went, well, you can't play with it right now. So the kid went, but I didn't even drop it! I said that one thing! So the dad was like, all right, you can't play with it for the rest of the day now. So the kid went, but I didn't even drop it! I said that one thing! And the dad was like, two days. Two days. That's exactly what I, I'm just sitting there, like, totally invested in this relationship. I'm just thinking, shut up, kid, otherwise you're never going to get it back. I know that you only did that one thing. I know it. <laughs> I saw it. Heck, you didn't even drop it. <laughs> but that's not what's important. What's important is getting that thing back so we, you can do as many things you want to do to it. 
He just kept going. Like, after seven days, I wish I would have went up to the dad and just been like, sir, I was just watching. I just want to let you know. Uh, he <laughs> didn't even drop it. <laughs> he just did that one thing. <laughs> kind of an extreme punishment. Takes the village. Got up to 10 days. If I was rich, I would run up to that kid and just give him cash. I'd be like, here, go buy your own thing. We don't need that man in your life anymore. <laughs> at 10 days, I started to worry about the kid. I was like, he's not going to be good at the game anymore in 10 days. It's more likely to really throw it. What kind of rehabilitation system is this? At 10 days, the kid finally stopped. And then, as they're leaving the doctor's office, 20 minutes later, they're just leaving, leaving. The dad just gave the iPad back to the kid. Yeah, as if this was all a fun game. And I was an idiot for believing any of it was real. I was the stupid one for looking up for My Highlights magazine. I never found the shoe. There's a shoe unfound. And then as they're leaving, the dad didn't hold the door very well for the kid. The door hit the kid. The kid dropped it. Yeah, they both did a couple things there. I'm going to wrap it up with this. This is a story about world travel in America. Uh, I was flying to Chicago, and uh, I was sitting next to two Latina ladies. I was in the diversity row, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I was in the back. Uh, that's racist. I didn't mean to say that. I just like sitting in the back. Uh, I don't know. I was sitting next to... I was, in the, I was a minority. I want rights. I don't know how to do it. Uh, anyways, they're taking drink orders, and the lady in the window seat said she wanted an agua, which is Spanish for water. I know that because of Aquaman. And <laughs> the lady in the middle seat said she wanted an agua as well. It came to me, and I wanted water, but I didn't know which language we were speaking uh, for me. Like, I can say agua, but I didn't want them to think I was a poser. <laughs> I'd be like, agua, they like, no. <laughs> you can't say agua. Only we can say agua. <laughs> Even if you're by yourself, don't say Agua. Even if you're by yourself listening to your favorite rap song and Agua's one of the lyrics, you can't say Agua. <laughs> so I was like, maybe I'll say water because that's my home language. Uh, but then I got nervous about that because they're expressing themselves culturally. I don't want to shoot that down. I was kind of afraid that I would say water and they would hear, we need to build a fence around this country. <laughs> so those are my two options, racist or poser. I chose to be honest. I looked at the flight attendant, and I was like, I want water, but I don't know what to say. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks. Guys, give it up for Michael Palasek one more time. Hey, we are just going to keep the show right on rolling this next comic. It is his first time on the show. Whenever it's somebody's first time on the show, we are extra super crazy and welcome them so lovingly. Are you guys ready to do that? Woo! Well, then, please, let's hear from Mr. Chris James. Right now, let's hear from Chris. Hey guys. Oh. How you guys doing? How's everyone doing? How about financially? How's everyone doing financially? <laughs> it's not always, it's always a different response. I'm not doing super well financially. A little bit better than I was like a year ago or so, though. 
a year ago, I was living at my mom's house as a grown-up. I'm a grown-up, right? I have a beard and everything. <laughs> but I was living there, and your mom, she'll always think of you as a little kid. She can't help it, right? It's sweet, it's endearing, it's nice, but it's weird when you're this old and you're living there. Like, she was like, like I was ordering tickets online to a show, like a show like you guys are at. I was ordering tickets online, and, and my mom noticed that I was ordering tickets, so she ran and got her purse. <laughs> and she just pulled out her credit card. She's like, here, Chris, why don't you use my credit card? <laughs> yeah, it was sweet. It was really sweet. It was also kind of a sad moment for both of us. Because <laughs> I was like, Mom, come on, I'm a grown-up now. Do you really think at this point in my life as a 29-year-old man, do you really think that I don't know your credit card number off by heart? Come on. <laughs> I don't have a credit card. <laughs> I've never had a lot of money, but I never had no money because my mom just always had a bunch. <laughs> I know that's a horrible way to be now. I get that. I understand. But when, you, when I grew up, when I was a bit younger, I thought everyone had that similar upbringing. It made me really spoiled. You know, like, I remember once my friend was really bummed out. I was like, oh, what's up, man? He's like, oh, I just don't have enough money to pay my rent this month. I was like, oh, I get it. You're bummed out because now you've got to call your mom for an email money transfer. <laughs> Sucks how she makes you feel. <laughs> and he's just like, no, nah, man, my mom's not giving me an email money transfer at all. I was like, you kidding me? She's making you go meet her? <laughs> he's like, dude, you don't understand. My mom doesn't have the money to give me for my rent. At that point, I just told him I understood because he was so mad. <laughs> but what I was actually thinking was, I was thinking, if your mom doesn't have the money, why doesn't she just call her mom for an email money transfer? <laughs> I live, uh, I live with my girlfriend now, and uh, we're lucky. We, I live in Vancouver, in Canada, and uh, thanks, one person. I, I, and it's really expensive there, you know, but uh, we're lucky. We live in, like, a, uh, we're, we got lucky. We live in a really nice place, a nice neighborhood, and uh, we got a great deal. Like, we basically pay nothing, or I basically pay, or I literally pay nothing for it. <laughs> she pays a regular apartment amount. <laughs> But it's in kind of like, I live in the Davy Village, and, and it's like uh, the gay neighborhood of uh, Vancouver. It's like the West Hollywood, I guess. And uh, it's cool. I have a lot of, uh, quite a few, three or four gay friends. And recently, one of them, he convinced me to come hang out with them at like a gay club on a weekend. Like it was, yeah, it was like a real gay club. It was really fun. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> I did. I enjoyed myself. My friend, though, he had a theory that the reason that I enjoyed myself so much was just because I liked the attention that I was getting from the guys. <laughs> That's an interesting theory. I understand that. It wasn't true in this case. In this case, it made me a bit uncomfortable. I don't mind telling you guys. Like, there was one dude, he just kept staring. Like, in this area. I was just going to let it go, but it just went on for way too long. And finally, I had to say to the guy, I was like, listen, buddy, if you don't stop staring at my dick, I'm going to have to put it back in my pants. <laughs> I was, uh, I was at a family dinner just before I came out to Los Angeles, and uh, my grandma was there. My grandma's, like, legit old now. <laughs> like, legit. She's 94 years old. I almost forgot how old she was. <laughs> now, like, when you get to that age, things start happening to you, right? Like, recently she had her driver's license taken away from her. Yeah, she's, like, so sad about it. It's all she's talking about. What are you supposed to say? Like, 
she like, comes up to me and says, Chris, can you imagine? Can you imagine doing something for your whole life you're used to doing it? And then someone just comes along and says you can't do it anymore? It's so unfair. Yeah, what are you supposed to say to your sweet little old grandma? You know, I was like, Grandma, I totally see what you're saying, but you got to understand, when you get your third DUI... <laughs> feel bad about the people who said, aw. <laughs> my aunt was there as well. My aunt was at the family dinner. She's in the family too. <laughs> my aunt is like, uh, like, she's like a huge fan of Brussels sprouts. She's like, it's her favorite food. Like, not even just side dish, like favorite food, period. And so she's like, she had everything on her plate except for the Brussels sprouts. So she starts, like, she's yelling, saying, where are the Brussels sprouts? <laughs> Where are the Brussels sprouts? Has anybody seen the Brussels sprouts? Can't see them anywhere. And then my uncle explained to her that the Brussels sprouts were right in front of her face. Thank you. No, honestly, thank you, because they record this as a podcast, and I just want to play that for my aunt and uncle, and then maybe they'll believe me that that's not a funny thing I should be talking about in my stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> Oh, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you very much. Guys, he was great, right? Let's see for Chris. He was very good. Well, a couple things that you guys should know about me. Number one, I am in love. Uh, thank you so much. It's very sweet of you guys. Uh, also, I am terrified of being murdered. Um, I think it's probably going to happen at night. That's when I'm most terrified. I have been scared of the dark my entire life because I've never been able to see. When I was a little kid, I wore an eye patch for eight years of my childhood because I had crossed eyes. So there's probably no particular reason why I'm funny. there's going to be some people who kind of imagine like a black with a thing around the head, kind of like a conquistadors, sort of a, like, a, like a pirate. Like a Johnny Depp sort of a walking the plank situation. Or like a, I'm in a band, like out of a Silver Lake sort of, a, like a kind of an outfit choice of an eye patch kind of a thing. But that's not the kind of eye patch that you wear when you are a little kid with crossed eyes. You wear a flesh-toned, disposable, band-aid material eye patch. So when you wear it on your face, it just looks like more skin. You look like sloth from the Goonies, but a little girl. And to soften the blow of the patches, the company that made them put in the box of the patches, they put these stickers. Because I think they thought kids were going to go to school and be like, oh, you've got a Lisa Frank iridescent pony on your travel keeper? Why well, have a sticker on my eye patch? But they didn't even make the right kind of stickers for that to be true. They didn't make cool, iridescent Lisa Frank ponies. They make the tiny, these tiny little circular farm vignettes. <laughs> like a deer drinking from a brook and then a silo and an owl. And they were printed in only navy blue, tan, and brown. So you're supposed to take that little diorama and pop it on your flesh flap. With your glasses, braces, bowl cut, and coonskin cap. 
carrying the quiver of bow and arrows, you whittled yourself and go to school and succeed in fourth grade. Shit was rough. I turned out amazing. (laughs) But because I've never really been able to see very well, darkness has always been super scary for me. Like, I slept slept with my light on in high school, you know, like we all did. And to this day, every night when I sleep, I sleep with a pillow on my chest and a knife in my side table drawer. Because I figure when the murderer comes in, they'll try to stab me, get caught the pillow, give me just enough time to grab my knife, stab them before they stab me. And I know what you're thinking, Cameron. A pillow doesn't seem like a really good knife-repelling device. Well, am I not still alive? <laughs> now, I know that I am in love because not only have I found a wonderful lady and I, and I feel it just looking at her, but also uh, I am engaged to a sleepwalker. Actually, I should uh, rephrase that. A sleep stander shouldn't really go anywhere. Just kind of gets up and lurks. One time I got up, she was on my side of the bed, leaning over me, tucking me in. I don't know if you've ever seen a sleepwalker, but they just, like, their eyes are all dead. So I just woke up to... Like, nighty night. Get ready for the big sleep. It's terrifying. But I know that I love her because even in my unconscious, before I'm really awake, I've never reached for the knife. I've never stabbed her. She remains alive. So I will tell you that I am going to spend the rest of my life, hopefully, with this woman. You're just waking up, and there she is, standing in a corner, (laughs) facing the corner. I'm just going to live the rest of my life like the end of Blair Witch. (laughs) And all I'm going to do in response is just say, honey, come back to bed. Now, I don't believe there is a stronger case out there for equal marriage. (laughs) Thank you, guys. (sighs) Is anybody here in love? Yeah, a couple people. What a now are the now? There's also people here on dates that didn't do anything. I'm noticing that now that I hear about the responses and then I also can see your guys' body language. Some of you are on early dates. Just staring straight ahead. Don't say anything! Don't make a noise, it's too early! Has anybody been together for a while? Who's been together for a while? Yeah, you guys, how long have you been together? Six years. Six years, how's that going? Hey! You know what I mean? The entirety of their relationship. That's how long. How's six years feel? Does that feel good? Yeah? Well, how'd you guys meet? College. College? Oh, yes. Wow. And 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 you ended up being fully formed enough people to stick with each other? That's amazing. 
I don't know how you made that work. I'm like very impressed. And I'm not, I'm not, I mean, your relationship's gonna fail. No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is that I was not the same person I uh, am now that I w- w- in college. I, I was a little bit of a different lady. Um, how, wh- it, what, were the actu- what was the actual scenario for the meeting? You were, working. you were working? <laughs> what did you do? For- that's hilarious. <laughs> what, were you, what did you do? What were you working on? You were ushers at a theater together? That, wow. I mean, I'm not... Uh, that's the stuff that sticks with you guys is adorable. <laughs> Fans of the theater. <laughs> oh. Sounded like they were... We met while we were reviving a puppy <laughs> that was on a child that also needed to be revived in a third world country. You worked at a theater? That's cool. So, well, I'm glad that I'm glad that it worked out. I'm glad. Uh, do you still ush? <laughs> Either of you guys? But I worked in the same theater. You work in the same theater? Wow! Same theater, same girlfriend. <laughs> you just like you're like this is it. <laughs> do you look the same? Yeah. You look the same? Except about forty pounds more. Well, <laughs> whoopsie daisy. <laughs> Honestly, though, like, uh, what reason would you have to not be 40 more pounds more? <laughs> like, you're not gonna, what are they gonna do? Fire you from your job that you've been dedicated to and worked your way up from Usher to now running it? And she's pretty much in it for the long haul, I think. Uh, let's hear it for that couple. Adorable. Well, you guys, great comic coming on next, and it's a wonderful night because tonight he is, uh, actually today, he just released his brand new stand-up album on Special Thing Records. I said earlier that my co-producer Ryan runs a Special Thing Records, so we're especially happy for him inside this place because this is his little home place right now. So let's hear right now from Mr. Barry Rothbard, guys. Give it up for Barry. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, she's texting. She's ready. Are you texting? I gotta buy this album to everyone you know. That album that I don't even know the name of from a guy I don't know. Hashtag. (laughs) Hashtag. You up? I'm loose. I feel loose. I feel loose. I don't know what to say. What's up, front row? Uh, oh, no! Uh, a lot of people are wondering uh, what I did for Halloween. I took Molly for the first time. Um, I, if you don't know what Molly is, uh, it's, uh, it's ecstasy, but that's like totally fine to take now. And... Um, <laughs> And I took it, and uh, here's some, I don't know if you've ever taken Molly. Here's something you don't want to happen when you take Molly. Have the party you were going to get canceled. That's what happened to me. You're released into the world loving everything. Hey, do you want to feel a hotel lobby couch for an hour? Do you want to make really good friends with an Uber driver? Do you, oh, do you want to go home and watch Jiro Dreams of Sushi and swear that you'll be a sushi chef for the rest of your life? Yeah. I did. I texted my mom. I'm going to be a sushi chef now. Oh, what happened the day after? I wanted to commit suicide. 
I try pot. I do pot a lot. I do, I do, I do uh, drinking. Too. <laughs> I have friends who don't do either, and I'm like, how do you know the day is over? <laughs> what does the day keep going? What at some point you're like, time for bed, and you just put your head on the pillow? <laughs> no! You fall asleep drunk and high out of your mind watching Netflix documentaries like a fucking American. Yes! USA! USA! I hate gays. No. <laughs> this would be the worst show to do. Um, I do. A lot of people like, why do you smoke pot? It's like, I like being confused all the time. I like not knowing how long I've been standing somewhere. I like being, how long have I been standing in line at this Cold Stone Creamery? How long has my arm been like this? When should I blink now? Blink now? Blink now? Blink now? Shrug for no reason? Blink now? Blink now? Back away? Don't buy anything? Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, I like to say things that make no sense and then get mad at people for not understanding them. I went to this Burger King, walked in, said what I wanted. I was a little bit high. I was very high. And it came out as, I want a burger with everything. And they understandably go, what does that mean? And I go, everything. And they're like, what's everything? And I'm like, point to things. And put them on my fucking burger, you know? And they were like, lettuce? I'm like, yes, lettuce. They're like, tomatoes? I'm like, yes, tomatoes. They're like, french fries? I'm like, shut up. You could do that? Does your manager know? I was like, yeah, I'll take that. And then I got past the bar reorder, and before you pay, and realized I forgot money. So I just drove off the line, rolled down my window, and yelled, I have no money! Not even in a car. When people ask me, you know, they're like, how are you so toned? You know, how do you tone up so well? You know, just like, you know, how do you, do you work out a lot? I was like, yeah, I learned something. You have to confuse your muscles. That's what you have to do. So I do this thing. I do 15 minutes of legs, take six months off, eat mainly fast food, no exercise. And it's like, are we muscles? I don't know what we are anymore. Are we fat? I'm not sure. He's been eating like an eighth grader on death row. That's what I eat, like an eighth grader on death row. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had Panda Express twice in one airport? I did. A few times. Done that a few times. I've been to Kansas City. That's what they do there. I'll treat my body well. I think a lot. I had this thought recently. Do you think anyone's ever said, man, this homemade jewelry thing really worked out? <laughs> had a nervous breakdown, quit being a teacher, taped a bottle cap to an earring, and now I'm a billionaire. Yes? Do you think anyone's ever said that? I like having fun, too. Uh, so I figured out the most fun way to uh, do air quotes just recently. I don't know if you guys will see it. Here it is. Uh, so I was at the doctor's office. <laughs> Here's a follow-up. Um, I figured out the most fun way to describe that you just fingered two girls at the same time. So I was fingering two girls at the same time, backwards on my shoulders. Thank you, man. Think a lot. Figured out the most fun way to order chickpeas at a restaurant from a waiter. You go like this. Uh, chickpeas? <laughs> chickpeas? Just the chickpeas? And then when they give you the check, you're like, I ordered chickpeas! Not paying for it! <laughs> you know, 
asked, and they're like, you feel weird, you know, asking strange requests of service people, you know, waiters and stuff. It's like, yeah, I'm white. Of course I do. I feel very weird. So I've started just saying I'm white before I make requests. Like recently, I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm white. Uh, did you put mayo on my uh, veggie burger? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm white. I, I have a lactose intolerance. Uh, I'm... <laughs> I love that idea. It's so fun. <laughs> it's fun, man. You know, I like having fun. I went to the doctor recently. They said, uh, he said I have flat feet. So, of course, I go, you know what they say about guys who have flat feet? Flat dicks. <laughs> and he goes, uh, actually, the added weight you're putting on your heels is going to cause nerve damage later in life. <laughs> so, of course, I go, you know what they say about guys who have nerve damage later in life? Flat dicks. <laughs> And he goes, uh, can you stop making that joke? And I go, no, I have a flat dick. You're a doctor. I'm a patient. I'm a fucking monster. <laughs> True story. <laughs> so they were telling you, you guys were ushers at a movie theater or a theater? Yeah. yeah? That was two <laughs> options. Oh, theater. I thought you just went, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I, I snuck into a movie theater recently. I don't know if people sneak into theaters, but I tried to sneak into the Arclight. I don't know if you've ever been to the Arclight. Um, but there's a way you could like go to the bottom floor and walk in past the ticket over, and I tried it, and I was a little bit high, and I didn't have an excuse if I got caught. And I got to the lobby, and the ticket over looked at me, and I was like, I gotta buy a soda. No one would expect that. And I bought a soda, and as soon as I bought it, the ticket over comes up and goes, Sir, can I see your ticket? And I go, No. <laughs> And he goes, what? Are you here to see a movie? And I go, no. He goes, what? And I think quickly, and I go, I'm here to buy a soda. And I left the theater with my soda. <laughs> what is this guy thinking? So in this guy's reality, he's like, that guy has no idea where to buy sodas in this world. Does he just like to pay a lot and have it be in really inconvenient places? And like, why was I a dick to him? I was like, no, I'm not here to see a movie. You screen movies in this soda shop. That's weird. You're a little overdressed for a soda restaurant. Fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, I'm Barry Rothbard. Thank you guys very much. get that it is out today oh my god okay this final comic is amazing she is uh, one of my favorites to watch i'm so so glad she was able to make it here tonight let's hear it right now for aaron foley you guys get it for aaron Just perfect timing. I was like, what if it ever ends? Seven minutes of me going. You guys, let me just say up, up top. Well, secondly. Um, what if I just came back out and I was like, up top. Um, I, I Thank you guys so much for being here. I thought the show was going to get canceled based on the weather. And uh, Wow. <laughs> The struggle today out there <laughs> in Los Angeles was palpable. Uh, just people were like, I, 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 oh, I just can't get this day started. It's just, oh. <sighs> 
I don't think it, I don't think it got above 65, you guys. Uh, it was raw. I had no energy. Uh, just bleak. Oh. So thank you guys for really just getting out of the house and uh, just making eye contact. <laughs> okay, so that's good. Um, it was a good day. It was a good day. Uh, it wasn't 150 degrees. Also, it was a good day because uh, I didn't lose a tooth. Let me tell you about yesterday. <laughs> it was... Uh, quarter of ten yesterday morning uh, when you do stand-up comedy they, they just put you in different things they go hey uh, help us run a game show for four hours alright so I was driving to Burbank to help someone run their game show uh, as you do and uh, having a cup of coffee a really shitty attempt at a bagel I bit down on the bagel and my tooth fell out my tooth fell out it cracked, it cracked in half, and it fell out while I was driving to do a game show presentation where I was supposed to be the funny one with no fucking tooth. This one, this one. Do you realize when your tooth falls out, you immediately, you're like, I'm homeless. <laughs> there's, no, there's no, like, transition. You're like, I'm fucking homeless. Uh, this one is a now a temporary replacement that'll probably fall out during my set. Uh, it's extra large. It's halfway brown. It's pointing northeast, and my self-esteem is plummeting every time I open my mouth. I had to call the guy that was producing the show and go, "I'm out, I'm outside the building, with my hand covering my mouth with my tooth now in my jacket pocket." And I don't know him. I, this is like everyone's worst fucking nightmare in life. You're in public with no tooth. And this guy's like, you know what? It doesn't look that bad. I was like, I'm homeless. I have no tooth next to my teeth. This is how shitty this fucking entertainment. He just wants this presentation to go well. That I'm just going to be like that. Oh, that's a really good idea. While I just have no fucking tooth in my mouth. If you see someone like that doesn't have a limb, you're like, oh. If you see someone that doesn't have a tooth, you're like, what the fuck happened to them? <laughs> <sighs> also, real quick, this wasn't even whatever. This is just something that happened yesterday. But it was like I got it was like a crown that I got like 11 years ago, right? So it just it had a good run. Like it was like I'm done, <laughs> and. Uh, but it had a metal post, because I guess I'm 80, and, uh, and it, it looked like I had a little, it just had like a little nub with like a black screw coming out. So it looked like I had like a hook arm in my fucking gum. Like just show up with like a patch and be like, Brr. Anyway, I'm sure that'll turn into a joke at some point, but that's, uh, that, that's, I was yesterday, quarter of 10. Hey, all right, good. Uh, all right. This is, these are uh, short sets, so let's just uh, get to something else. Uh, I am obsessed with politics. I don't know why. Uh, last Tuesday, I drank myself under the table. Uh, because, you know, as a lady, and uh, I'm also gay, nobody panic, and uh, I am concerned about women's issues and gay issues. Those are the two, yes. This, every, everyone else is like, fuck them. <laughs> five people yes we agree everyone's like get to the fucking joke uh, <laughs> and 
so yeah, we lost the House. We, I hope you're all respectful Democrats. Uh, we lost the House, we lost the Senate. And, uh, you know, it was, it was projected. Uh, the, only, the only good thing is, like, for, as, a, as a gay lady, uh, the, you know, one of the biggest issues for me is gay marriage. And the good thing is, no matter how evil it can get right now in politics, and it's pretty fucking evil, uh, gay marriage is better than ever, better than ever. Uh, but it's this new kind of crazy pattern where a state will pass gay marriage, a real conservative state, for about, I don't know, 12 hours. And everyone's super happy. The gays are happy. Normal straight people like yourself, super happy. Then you get a pocket of really horrible conservatives. They have horns. And uh, they get together. And what they do to stop the marriage licenses, they file an emergency motion for a temporary stay. Right? That's the language. It always makes me laugh really hard. Because to them, that's an emergency. That's an emergency uh, to them. And it's just like a crazy 911 call. Like, 911, can I help you? Oh, God! Oh, my God! Okay, calm down, ma'am. Uh, you know, do you need immediate medical attention? No! Uh, is your house on fire? No! Uh, is there a gun pointed to your head? Where's There's two ladies. They're really happy. And they're on their way to City Hall to get married. We have to stop them immediately. They're in a Subaru Outback going west on sunset. With a bunch of kayaks roped up to the top of the car. It's about 17 bikes just strung to the trunk. There's at least 15 chihuahuas looking out the back seat. I think all of them have been rescued. We have to stop them immediately. They're like, what is happening? Uh, this is a non sequitur, and then we're going to get back to that just because uh, it's just a quick thing that happened. Uh, I have been in L uh, Los Angeles almost eight years, and I'm from New York, and I've never, I never had like a car before because I was in Manhattan for so long. And I just, I drove a 1997 Toyota Corolla Forest Green, already been keyed, ladies, um, for for seven years. I've drove, I've driven my 1997 Toyota Corolla, and uh, finally. It's just, uh, I had to give it up. I gave it up. Uh, the liner on the roof was, like, dripping real low, and I had to, like, literally staple gun on the roof. Like, I went to, like, play the radio. The knob just fell off. I was like, Rrr. I put the key in the ignition. It's like... <laughs> and you're like, I, I got you. I got you. Uh, so I gave it up. And, uh, and so I got, uh, I got a new car. I got a brand new car. Uh, it's a lease. No, you know, I do stand up. I get paid a drink tickets. And, uh, uh, and I realized I'm, I have never been so stressed out in my entire life. Like driving a new car. You think it's like the greatest thing ever because it is the greatest thing ever because it goes above 60 miles an hour. But you just turn into a crazy person with a new car. You're like, you literally, like everyone now, I feel like is squishing, like is going to hit me. You're like, get away, get away. Get away from the side of the car. Like, I can't relax at all. Like, I cannot relax, right? And, like, people are coming so close. I'm like, is everyone drunk or Asian? Like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, it's just, like, you, you can't relax. And the Corolla, you realize you just, like, you can do anything you want. Like, I've hit cars. I've bounced off trees. I've opened the door. I'm like, ah, fuck it. Who can I didn't even have insurance on my own car. The only insurance I had was if I hit someone else. I literally hit a pothole going like 70 miles an hour. My, my front right hubcap flew into someone's lawn. I was like, you can keep it! <laughs> and now I'm driving like... Ah, ah. I sort of mistimed the set. That should have been earlier. Anyway, some new thoughts. We'll end with this. Uh, and you'll see why, because it's a joke about uh, Republicans. Why didn't you put that? Okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> it's this thing, this weird thing. You do stand up and then you say stuff and you're like, I probably... Anyway, here we go. Um, it never gets smooth. Uh, here's my one thing that I hate. No, I have 
I ate 15 things, but the most egregious thing about the Republican Party, uh, lack of separation between church and state. They do not respect it, and it drives me insane because it's the most amazing thing about this country. Religious freedom. It's amazing. Government gets involved in religion. <clears throat> Bad shit happens. See the Middle East. Shit goes down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Republicans, they literally disrespect it so much they will quote the Bible in the middle of Congress. It's an irrelevant text in the middle of Congress. <laughs> Outside Congress, knock yourself out. Read it all you want. I don't know why, but here's the thing. <laughs> In Congress, literally, anti-global warming, they quote uh, uh, Genesis, anti-gay marriage, they quote Leviticus, and it drives me insane. It makes me want to run for office just so I can speak passionately about the issues I feel, you know, really that are so important to quote other irrelevant texts. I think it would be amazing to get on the Senate floor, get real serious, maybe I'll wear a dress, <laughs> and, uh, and just get real passionate about, like, you know, just be like, hello, my fellow senators, distinguished guests, I like to argue on behalf of marriage equality and in defense of this legislation. I'd like to read from uh, book five, Harry Potter, Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> Chapter 18, Dumbledore's Army. Because <laughs> it makes as much sense as the Bible. The room was suddenly full of shouts of expelliarmus. Wands flew in all directions, misspelled hits books on shelves and set them flying into the air. Harry was too quick for Neville, whose wand went spinning out of his hand and hit the ceiling in a shower of sparks. Expelliarmus, said Neville, and Harry, caught unawares, felt his wand fly out of his hand. I did it, said Neville gleefully. I've never done it before, and I did it. And we can, too. We can get the votes we need. And pass it. You guys are great. Thank you guys so much. Interesting, uh, very interesting bit of. Because Aaron was in the back. What an interesting, what an interesting, you know what I mean? How that all kind of came around. What a show. We really discovered something. Yeah, that, that girl back there lost her tooth. What? Yeah, because she didn't go to the dentist for 10 years. Yeah, and I don't, I'm not blaming you. I just mean, what an amazing, how many times do you have a conversation with somebody who's like, I lost my tooth, and then you're like, guys, you won't believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Aaron Foley, one more time, hilarious. <laughs> well, you guys, that is our show. Everybody was amazing. Let's hear it for all the more time. We are here every Tuesday night. And not only should you come see us again, but you can also listen to this show as a podcast, so please go check it out. Guys, put your hands together. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great night. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together, get ready to clap your hands together, put your hands together. Put your hands together. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.